When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We meet again. It's been a while since we last met. Do you remember that? These sessions can sometimes feel like dreams. You can't really be sure if they're real or not. You were expecting your guide this time. Do you know where she was taking you? Interesting. Well, I told you last time we'd be checking up on you from time to time. Your mind needs to be decompressed after all the experiences you have. Or those little deaths will have some severe consequences. Are you afraid of me? I don't know if you should be or not. It all depends on whether you cooperate and follow my instructions. And you may remember this from last time, but it's a requirement that I remind you during each of our sessions. Before we begin, I have to warn you. This procedure may have lasting effects. Some of these scenarios may slip into your dreams. If that happens, I need you to remember, look for the person in the yellow raincoat. Always look for the yellow raincoat. Follow it and you'll find safety. That's the only advice. I can give you. I'm going to walk you through all the standard steps to reach the correct state of mind. As I mentioned last time, I'll be taking notes during our session. Please get comfortable. This shouldn't take long. Close your eyes. I need you to start breathing procedures. Take a deep breath that fills your torso. In. And out. Let your mind flow freely. Let yourself reach out 
to those other places we go when we're asleep. Once again, breathe in deep. Hold it for a moment. Now exhale. Let's begin. It's the dead of winter. You're the head of a grand manor. You've given the staff the holidays off. And you are alone. You sit on a large armchair in your study, reading a book by the fire. You run your hand over one of the arms of the chair. The leather is old, but well taken care of, and has become soft over the years. Do you feel the leather under your fingers? The large house has always creaked and grown. Old pipes and even older bones of the home settling in the changing temperatures. The first big snow of the year has fallen. You had a hot and filling meal for dinner. And now, you sit. Firelight bouncing off the soft, falling snowflakes. Drifting down outside the large, arched, floor-to-ceiling, multi-paned window. You've come to a very titillating part of your book and you are so completely captivated by the story that you don't look up for much time. The only sounds being that of the crackling fire and your own breathing. Something nags at you though. A feeling, an intuition pulling at the side of your head like a thread tugging at you to pay attention to the window. There, standing in the snow, is a ghoulish man. His sparse white hair blows in the wind. His face is gaunt. His mouth hangs open, revealing crooked and rotting teeth. He wears a worn coat that is unbuttoned and also billowing in the breeze. It reveals threadbare clothing. He stares at you. You know the doors and windows are all locked tightly. The staff saw to that before they left. But you stare, and he stares, neither of you breaking eye contact. You notice he is not of this plane. It was hard to see at first, but you can just make out the outline of all the distant trees through his body. The hair on your arms raises. This room, which was once so warm and cozy, 
now feels too small and very vulnerable. You turn to look at the open doorway, trying to decide whether or not to run and shut yourself up in a different room. And when you look back to the window, the man is gone. And you step out of the study into the foyer. You turn to move up the stairs, but there he is. He stands on the landing at the top. You have no knowledge of who or what this specter may be. He just stands, menacingly, staring at you. You now have two choices. Brave the snow on foot to town, miles away, or ensconce yourself back in your library. Unless, of course, well, there is a third option. Do you confront the ghoulish specter? That's interesting. I didn't expect you to choose that option. Oh, no judgment for me. I don't care. You're just full of surprises. I can see why your host is so... fond of consociating with you. Moving on. You're sitting on a blanket in a beautiful, open field. Next to you is someone you'd like to spend time with but you've never had the chance. Be it because of time, or distance, or because they didn't know you existed. Now they do, and they're here with you. Who is it? You don't have to tell me out loud, but tell yourself, who is this person you would love to have a chance to spend time with. There is a picnic laid out. You see different cheeses, both soft and crusty breads, fruit from all seasons, small pies, cakes, little finger sandwiches, little jars of sauces, their thermoses of soups, and hot drinks, bottles of iced cold lemonade, and tea and spring water, and best of all, their undivided attention. You feel a little anxious, but so excited. You finally have the time. They're close enough to touch, and they look happy to see you. The breeze smells lightly of wildflowers. Your face muscles almost cramp from trying to suppress a huge smile and a nervous laugh. You spend the whole day talking, finding out you have so much in common. 
They laugh at your jokes, and it's like music to your ears. You find that they're just as delighted to be with you in this moment as you are with them. Talking, laughing, eating, drinking, existing in pure bliss. Isn't their smile captivating? The wildflowers on the breeze turn to jasmine as the sun begins to set. You break out the thermoses of hot drinks. They are filled to the brim with your favorite and theirs. You toast to such a lovely day and such a beautiful night. You both lay on the blanket and stare up at the stars until you drift off to sleep near one another, wrapped in a feeling of such security and contentment you've never known before that life itself feels like a dream. Moving on. I'm sorry. No, there's no catch. I thought you'd been through enough terror with us over these past several journeys that I'd toss in something nice. I'm not a monster all the time. As I said, moving on. You awaken in a strange room. There are no windows, and only a single door. It's a simple room, with only a bed on a plain wooden frame, and a bedside table with a pitcher of water and a glass. Do you pour yourself a glass of water? Interesting. There is a knock at the door. A man in a very official uniform appears and asks you to come with him. He will explain on the way where you are and what is happening. So, as you follow him, he explains that you have been chosen for a very special purpose. He asks if you've heard of secret societies, or have you ever read H.P. Lovecraft? Such peculiar questions that you answer, still just as confused as you were when you first awoke. You're led to a very large room, with a large screen. The screen has pictures of your loved ones on it, friends family, co-workers, even acquaintances you're fond of. Also in this room is a large oval table with many people sitting around it. They seem to be from all walks of life and from various countries. They explain to you that they are in fact a part of a secret society. 
a society that's origins began thousands of years ago. They exist to keep horrors beyond your understanding at bay. They provide you with not only ancient texts, but also modern scientific evidence of these horrors. They talk for hours until your head aches from the amount of information you've received. You're forever changed in this moment, having been given the answers to questions that humans have asked for thousands of years, along with proof to boot. Your most favorite conspiracy theories now laid out before you. Every time you ask for proof of something, they can provide a satisfactory answer. So you finally ask, why am I here? Why are you telling me these things? The screen once displaying information now changes back to that static collage of your loved ones. And they finally tell you, if you don't want the world to end, then you have to die. They present more science, more ancient texts, more evidence. All of it points to the undeniable truth. If you don't die, the world will end. Of course, you can't ever know for sure. Not unless you decide to live, to see what happens. And then, if it does end, you'll die anyway. So either way, you're toast, honey. Or are you? Even with all this evidence, once again, I remind you, you can't know for sure. But, it does seem pretty sure. And if it is true, all of your loved ones could die. All because of you. So, what do you do?